Are either one of these any good? Wow, this is a good movie. It's pretty good. Yeah, well, the director from yesterday doesn't think so. It stinks. You sorry? You waste all our film. <laughs> it's so bad. Okay, here's a list of all the superheroes that died no. in Infinity War. Go. No. <laughs> no. We are not going to do that at all. Would never do that. And shame upon shame of anyone that spoils anything about it. But uh, welcome. This is the Screening Room Podcast, and she is Hope Madden. He's George Wolf, And we are from MadWolf.com. And obviously the big, maybe the only movie this week, everybody <laughs> else getting out of the way, is Avengers Infinity War. The entire time I knew him, he only ever had one goal. To wipe out half the universe. If he gets all the Infinity Stones, he can do it with the snap of his fingers. Just like that. Tell me his name again. Thanos. Let's talk about this plan of yours. I think it's good, except it sucks. So let me do the plan, and that way, it might be really good. Wow. The end is near. I'm Peter, by the way. Doctor Strange. Oh, you're using your made-up names. Then I am Spider-Man. Oh, by the way, I forgot. The Screening Room Podcast is sponsored by the Marcus Crosswoods Theater. With a 70-foot-wide ultra screen featuring Dolby Atmos Round and Dream Lounger recliners. Perfect for watching the Avengers. Yeah, that would be good because they've got, not only do they have the IMAX version of this movie, they've got an IMAX 3D. Yep. And it is two and a half hours long, so, you know, settle in. To a nice, <laughs> so, yeah, that would be perfect, but... You know, one of the many things that works about this movie is it is two and a half hours long. If if you stay until the very end, which you should, yeah, you need to because there's a, a stinger at As the end. As you know, because it's a Marvel film. I mean, exactly. a lot of other movies, a lot of other group of movies, they tend to do it. But Marvel always right. does. They it. always do. So it is that long, but it doesn't feel that long. It doesn't drag. No. Um, uh, a lot of stuff happens, but we're we're getting ahead of, ahead of ourselves. The word that kept coming to mind for me when I, th I thought about it after was balance mm -hmm. uh, in a lot of different ways. Not only do you have to balance all of these characters, my lord. Screen time, I yeah. I think the only ones that aren't in it, the only heroes that aren't in it are Ant-Man Ant and Wasp, who have their next movie coming soon, mm -hmm. and then um, Hawkeye, Jeremy Renner's guy, didn't pop, mm -hmm. pop nope. up at all. Nope. So everybody else, pretty much, is assembling. Right. And so you got to balance that out, and they do a good job with that. But also, that really is the theme of the villain. Exactly. Uh, Thanos is the villain, and it's a good villain. Good performance. Josh it's Brolin. Josh Brolin. He's going to be a superhero villain here again pretty soon, just a couple of weeks out with uh, Deadpool 2. Right, so right. Those, big summer trailers, for Josh Brolin. Oh, I know. Some of those trailers have been funny. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's the villain of the summer. But uh, he, did, he gives a really effective performance in a type of role that's not easy. No. I mean, it's a mixture of CGI mm -hmm. and voice work, mm -hmm. and he does it well. So, But Thanos is the villain, and his he's really got balance on his mind because his mission is to collect all six of these Infinity Stones that all these Marvel movies have been alluding to mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. one way or another for years now. He wants to collect them all, and if he does, it will give him the power to just indiscriminately wipe out half the population in the entire universe, right. which is what he wants to do. Right. You know, and I've always felt this way, whether it's a Disney movie, whether it's a superhero movie, whatever it is, 
for me, an awful lot rides on the villain. Oh, yeah. The villain, for me, is always the more interesting character than any hero or yeah. any anybody else. And and for, I think, Marvel sometimes suffers. Spider-Man's got some good villains. Batman, of course, over in DC, Batman's got some great villains. But on the whole, I think a lot of the villains in the Marvel Universe have been a little bit lacking. Of course, Michael B. Jordan changed my mind. <laughs> he was awesome. But Thanos is a great villain, you know, and, and the, as you were saying, it's really hard, I think, to be effective and also be basically a creation of CGI. Right. But but Josh Brolin does a great job of, of giving him layers. He does. And the CGI is based, you can tell the face, at least the face was probably motion capture uh, because it does look like Josh Brolin. Mm-hmm. Now, the actual facial effects are... They're not as good as Planet of the Apes. I mean, no, what is? No, that's insane. And they're certainly not as bad as Superman's mustache. No. That we saw. So, <laughs> uh, so it's somewhere in the middle. It, it's satisfactory. And then the rest of the body is is clearly all CGI. But, uh, I mean, Josh Brolin is pumped up, but not like that. <laughs> uh, so, But you're right. He uh, the, the villains are always so important to these movies. And I think we've seen in a few instances, not only in uh, Marvel, but in DC as well, when you get these big otherworldly, all-universe-encompassing villains, it just, it's too much. Yeah. And then we see a movie like uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, where they kept it kind of... Dialed down. Yeah, he dialed was a down menace, to a local... But he, was, right, yeah. he was a local menace, and yeah. it, so he was he was big enough to be a great, like, starting-off point for a brand-new right. superhero, but, it I mean, was he wasn't endangering the whole galaxy. Right, it was perfect. When you get those galactic villains, sometimes it just, it, yeah, it's too much. But, but this, this is one, great! And he may be... You know, the most galactic, the most all-powerful yeah. villain. And it does. It, it works because I think one of the things they do is they keep the interactions with all of these different heroes pretty intimate. Yeah, here's what I think the the film really has going for it. So you've got just scads of heroes mm-hmm. to work in. So you've got the regular Avengers. You've got all of the sort of hangers-on that they picked up in the last few. you got Spider-Man. you got Black Panther. You know, you got Wanda, Red uh, uh, Scarlet, Witch, Scarlet Witch, and yeah. and Vision, and you've got all these people. And you've also got the whole group from Guardians of the Galaxy. Now, right. that's a lot of people it's to try lot. and balance. It's a and, lot. And what I think they did really well was carved them up in interesting combinations and gave each of them their own storyline that would eventually come together. But they kept it very very character-driven. Very, very. And, and And I think it worked. You know, it worked. Doctor Strange and Iron Man and Spider-Man, they're off in one place. And, you know, uh, Captain America and Black Panther, the, you know, they're all off in another place. And Thor and the Guardians of the Galaxy. Now, this was the best combination. <laughs> when they team up, that's... It's, it was perfect. It was hilarious. That's where the, the majority of the, the humor in the film comes yeah. in. And the Marvel movies can get a little too carried away, I think, with the humor. I think they really did too much... In Ragnarok, Thor, you, Ragnarok. Yeah, I you still uh, was entertained by it. I was, but in the grand scheme of things, I thought that was too much. But this, the humor is all very character driven. It yes. seems totally in keeping with what we know of right. these characters. Right. Uh, and you're right. The humor between the back and forth between Thor and the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, gang, especially Star Lord, yeah. who's a little threatened. Oh, by, and, by and Drax. Presence and Dra- Drax. Drax. Yeah. It's like a pirate had a baby with an angel. And then <laughs> they kept calling him Angel really Pirate good. the rest of the time. Oh my yeah. God, it was great. It's it, That's some of the, the best humor in the movie. And, you know, you look at the, the filmmakers, the directors are the Russo brothers. Right. You know, the Cleveland boys. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have done a lot of the Captain, Captain America, America movies, and they're joined by the writers of most of the Captain America uh, exactly, movies. Exactly, right. Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely. And 
You know, all the Captain America movies, especially Winter Soldier, yeah. have been solid. Very, so very these, well written right, and, right. and so, character driven. So and this group has a pretty good finger on yeah, the pulse yeah. of what they want. And I think that really comes into play as the film goes along because they have the confidence, and I guess the producers even more so, have confidence in them to keep to their vision Long of where game. this movie is going. And again, we're not going to go anywhere near Planet Spoiler here, but just to say that some people are not going to be pleased. No, at our screening, there were some people who were so mad. Yeah, we saw a press screening, but it had some also some guests were allowed. Sure. And I think the people we heard talking on the way out were guests. Were, were guests and they were not happy. No, they weren't. Not happy at all. It's going to be surprising for some, but it could be the case of those people and, and people that have may, maybe the same opinions, though not as strong, come back in a few years. And I think, depending on what happens with, mm -hmm. with uh, movies after this, your opinion might change. Yes, yeah, true. Because they make, as you pointed out in our written review, MadWolf.com, by the way, uh, they make some... Some brave choices uh, yes. in storytelling here. Yes. Yeah, that took me by surprise. Mm -hmm. No, they, they do. And, um, you know, and, and not, as you mentioned, you know, it doesn't drag. So I felt like the last Avengers film did drag at times. Bloated, and I felt, like, I felt yeah. like uh, Civil War dragged at times. But more importantly, I felt like Civil War had no idea how to balance the characters, give yeah. everybody a character, give everybody screen time. I, I think both of those things have been overcome with, with Infinity War. I think that I the film really works out well. I mean, there are still a few things. So for me, Vision and, and Scarlet Witch, these are just bland, old school, non-dimensional, super serious characters I don't care Although for. I, I, I did like... You've got a crush on Elizabeth Olsen, so well, you're biased. But let me... Oh, like... We've already talked about Thor. Get out of here. Anyway. Everybody has uh, a crush on there Thor. There is a nice sequence of an all-female battle. Yeah, yeah. It was nice to see that that uh, Scarlet Witch helps out mm -hmm. in a little bit, but that was cool. My and biggest my biggest bone of contention, as it was in Ragnarok, I do not like what they're doing with Hulk. I don't I like it. I don't like it. I agree. And it's, you know, it's a shame. We, we can't really say that much No, I don't want to say much, but I just don't it is, like but it. But I agree. I agree with that. And it, even... That even extends to Mark Ruffalo's performance. And Mark Ruffalo is a very good actor. Oh, he's amazing. All the time. All the time. But to me, maybe it's a, a byproduct of what they are doing with this character. It just it, He seemed a little off in this movie. Goofy. Uh, I agree with you. I don't like what, where they're going with, with the Hulk. It may play out in the next movie. I, I don't imagine know. it will. But... but for right now, it's a little, it's a little quizzical uh, and was a, 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 a step back mm -hmm. uh, in this movie. And also... You know, you look at the overall look of it. Mm -hmm. It's good, but it's not Black Panther good, let's say. It's true. No, I mean, it's true. They keep setting bars, so it's kind of like Pixar. We always judge Pixar movies against the best of Pixar, right. which maybe is a little unfair, but they set the bar. Yeah. So how does it stack up against the bar? And I think you felt that same way a little bit about the um, sort of the the issues that the story grapples with. I mean, and, yeah. and we both think that that Black Panther really set a high bar there. It was so relevant and so universal and, and powerful. Now, for me, I think that the core themes here are really powerful and universal. Maybe they don't have the gut punch of of. Black Panther, but I do think that there's something more to it than just sort of, you know, galactic dominance. Oh, there is. But I think, yeah, I, I do think that the big, the bigger themes aren't handled with quite 
as much maybe bite mm. as in Black Panther, mm-hmm. maybe even Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. which I, which I like very much. But but again, once the movie was over, I had to I had to kind of check myself and say, well, is that by design? Are they playing the long mm-hmm. game? So mm-hmm. I'm kind of saying that criticism with reservation, yeah, because by now I have enough confidence in these directors and writers that they obviously know where they're going. Mm-hmm. So there could be a a reason for that, which may make the next movie doubly effective with these themes. We'll see. I just want to say, you know, uh, the main superheroes, you know, your your Iron Man and Thor and, and everybody, Captain America, of course, they're, they get the most attention, and that makes good sense to me. But I want to point out that I thought that Zoe Saldana was just wonderful in this movie. I loved her in the first Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. because she kind of wears this weariness that she would have given her backstory, right? But she's also a very convincing badass, which, of course, she would also be given her backstory. I didn't think she had as no- enough to do in the second one because it was a little bit more sort of, like, romantic. and that's, But that's fine. Yeah. I, I enjoy the second film. In this one, that weariness and this... And, of course, it's a comic book mo- movie, so daddy issues all over the place. <laughs> you knew it would come uh, somewhere. But I thought she carried a great deal of the emotional center of this film on her shoulders, and I thought she did a great job. Yeah, there are... Good performances, even though, as we just said, we're a little wondering about Mark Ruffalo's performance this time, but I think that's more with the character. But yeah, performances, all these these actors, they have these parts down. You know, yeah. they've played them. They're they're living with them. And then and that's why that's what helps the movie be so character driven, so that everything they do and even the humor seems very right on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Organic, very. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and even a couple of new faces that we see, we won't spoil those, because there was one that I didn't know was coming, one little cameo, uh, and I thought, oh, that was interesting, <laughs> the way they do it. Uh, so, and it, it's a it's a tough thing to, to balance not only these characters, but these actors to give them the chance to get those layers, yeah. which Josh Brolin does, mm-hmm. which, Zoe Salda- mm-hmm. Zoe, which Zoe Saldana does. And you're right, she delivers maybe... This time she, maybe to make up for that last movie, she gets some real dramatic yeah. parts here. Yeah. Uh, and if you have seen the Guardians of the Galaxy films, you probably know why. And that's to say, and that's in keeping with, there's fun. I mean, the movie's fun. Yeah, it is Don't fun. Get me wrong. It, it is, is fun, but there's also some, some serious drama going on. And I also appreciated, sometimes with these big action movies, it can get so so confusing on screen especially i'm thinking of a couple of the iron man movies where there was so much flying around who's who's who <laughs> you know which who's that and then you know uh, this one kept it to the level where even though the action was big sometimes on a very grand scale right. in fact once they get to wakanda there's yeah. a big battle yeah but still i w- i thought it was presented enough that it was easy to to not be overwhelmed mm-hmm, by it mm-hmm. but still appreciate the the effects yeah i think so too have we danced around trying not to say too much? <laughs> because, you know, I, I hope that no one in your circle of friends would ever want to uh, spoil anything for you. I hope not. I know there are, I saw at least one website just a couple of days ago that is offering, you can go and find out what happens in the stinger scene at the end, but there's a, it says spoiler alert, spoiler alert, click on only if you want to see it. So I don't know why you would want to. You want to hold that, hopefully, to experience it while, you know, at the end of the movie like it should be, so... That's about all we can say, except the fact that don't get the idea that we didn't like it. We did. We did like we it did very like much. We did like it yeah. very much, appreciate it very much, and and really <clears throat> respected the freedom that these f- filmmakers got mm-hmm. to keep and and be confident in their vision. Because like like we said, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be really interesting because maybe maybe it's the fact that 
at least, I don't know about we, I got burned in not expecting the fanboy uproar after The Last Jedi. Maybe I'm trying to get ahead of it. I'm thinking there may be some here. It's uh, possible. You know, I mean, Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, Iron Man, all of these films and, and the comic books that they're attached to, they're much beloved. Yeah. Nothing like Star Wars. Nothing. That is Nothing true. Nothing like Star Wars. That is true. So we'll find out. Obviously, it's going to make a buck or two this weekend, the opening weekend. So let us know what you thought about it. And it's always easy to do that on our Twitter page. That's the easiest way, at MadWolf, M-A-D-D-W-O-L-F. But that's really the only big national release this week with good reasons. So let's go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Bunch of stuff. Bunch of stuff releasing this week in home entertainment. One of them is a movie where, honestly, Christian Bale has maybe never been better. I mean, he's absolutely, I know, I know, that's high praise. The movie uh, doesn't live up to that performance, unfortunately. It's Hostels, which is a Western and a decent one. Uh, But uh, I just think that it's trying too hard to be a revisionist history, and it doesn't have the bite that it thinks it has. Mm -hmm. Also out this week on home video, Den of Thieves. This one that surprised me a little bit because it was better than I thought it was going to be. Because you, you know, thought it was going to be bad. Well, I see Gerard Butler and 50 Cent. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you know, sorry. I wasn't, and it was released, I think, in, in January. Yes, it was. So that had the makings oh, yeah. of a dud. Absolutely. But it's a heist movie that takes a couple of chances, goes in a couple of directions that you don't think so. Actually, I just read it, it made enough to get a sequel. Nice. Um, so, yeah, it, it might surprise you. It's got something to offer. And it was a lot better than I thought it would be, and that's Den of Thieves. Good documentary coming out this week. It's called Bombshell, the Hedy, Hedy Lamar story. Uh, of course, Hedy Lamar, the legendary bombshell. bombshell. You probably heard the stories that she came up with a lot of different... She had a lot of other things going on in her life, and she basically came up with the idea of... It's called frequency hopping that has led to all sorts of technology. Including, including cell phones. Cell phones and Wi-Fi and everything else. And it's really... It's a very fascinating story, especially if you're interested in old Hollywood and things like that. It, it, it's uh, a lot of archival footage and a lot of voice. It's from a, an audio interview, one of the last interviews that Hedy Lamar gave, and you get a lot of information there. But uh, I, I found it fascinating. Out this week as well, Paddington 2. I almost guarantee you're going to love this movie. It is the cutest thing, <laughs> first of all, and it's got that sort of adorably British humor about it, the you know human cast Really couldn't be better. Just spectacular performances. Sally Hawkins, Brendan Gleeson. There are so many great people in this movie. It's very clever and fun. It looks amazing. Nice. One of those where the animation and, and you know, the live action yeah. goes together really yeah. gloriously. And it's just fun. I think you and your family will like this movie. Adorably cute, Paddington 2. Also, the final Maze Runner comes out this week. Maze Runner, The Death Cure. And, you know, it's in keeping with the whole trilogy. So much Lame. about... yeah. It's so much about trying to get in the spirit and cash in on these young adult teen type trilogies. And it's just a rehash of ideas done better in other films. And it's not horrible, but it certainly isn't very good. Uh, But if you're into that trilogy, the final one comes out this week. And Film Stars Don't Die in Liverpool is out. Lynette Benning, what a great performance. She plays real-life film star Gloria Graham uh, toward the end of her life. She had won an Oscar, but by this point in the 80s, she was down to working community theater outside London, and she falls for a young actor. And it's uh, uh, Jamie Bell, who's always good. And it's an interesting story. I'm not sure it's as great 
like Hostels. The the film itself is not nearly as good as yeah. the lead performance, but boy, Annette Bening is great. Well, that does happen, and that's the offerings on Home Entertainment DVD Blu-ray this week. Oh, we want to pass along one more time. We have been invited to do this podcast live and in color at the Columbus, Ohio, Podcast Festival, and that is coming up the weekend of May 11th. May 11th. And that is our slot. We're going to be the closing podcast on Friday night. So we should be on around 830 uh, at the Short North Stage, which is at 1187 North High Street. If you can come, please come. Yeah, it should be fun. I'm looking forward to it. A lot of great homegrown podcasts from the Columbus, Ohio area. So I'm looking forward to it, not only doing ours live, but Mm -hmm. hearing these other podcasts and and getting together. So it should be fun if you're in the area. We would love to see you. Anyway, get in contact with us uh, any way you can. We always love to be active on social media. As I mentioned, our Twitter page is Mad Wolf, M-A-D-D-W-O-L-F. Always love to hear about what you thought about any of the movies that we've talked about. Also, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. We're Mad Wolf Columbus and the main website where you can catch all of our written reviews and other fun stuff and our other podcast, our horror movie podcast called Fright Club. You can find that all on the webpage at madwolf.com. So Avengers Infinity War, the big one this week, kind of a light week next week as well. It looks like the only one is the remake of Overboard. Yeesh. Yes, judging from the trailers, I don't know. And the original Overboard. <laughs> it's Anna Ferris, and I guess the one thing, they're switching the gender role Yes, thank God, because so. there's no way they could get away with it otherwise. Yeah, so we'll see. That's the, the big movie next week. So until then, the Screening Room Podcast is a presentation of the Columbus Radio Group and Marcus Cross Woods Theater. I'm Hope Madden. I'm George Wolf. See ya. I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for dinner. Bye.